0: This week on Jingle Jank, we're going to listen to artists who made Christmas music by slightly changing their already popular songs. And to make sure the whole episode isn't just a giant slam fest, we've got our chief compliance officer, Tony Dixon, in the house to keep us in check. This one's going to be interesting, so keep listening as we dive into sellout Christmas songs. Welcome to Jingle Jank, the show where we find offbeat and obscure Christmas music on YouTube. I'm your host Scott, joined as always by my wonderful co-host Jay. How's it going, Jay? Feliz
1: Navidad, my friend. How, how was uh, how was the big holiday for you?
0: I think it was as uneventful as anybody else's, with limited family gatherings.
1: Excellent, excellent, very good. So you kept it uh, socially distant, and the, and the family had a uh, had a good holiday overall. Yeah, I didn't
0: even let the family see me. I just stayed in the basement.
1: Perfect. So it sounds like it was good all around in, in House Newman. <laughs> no, it's not really what happened. How was yours? Same, man. Really good. I mean, it was very slow, you know, kind of uneventful. And uh, unfortunately, not you know, able to see family, but did a lot of Zoom calls like we're doing here and got a good uh, good season. right. to turn the page into 2021 and see what's ahead of us, man. Should we call this season two? We could. I mean, I don't really know what the official protocol is on that, right?
0: Well, you know what? I'm declaring it. This is the start of season two since we're in 2021. Excellent. That's just going to be a name only. It's it's not going to change our yeah. recording schedule. We don't have a set number of episodes, but it feels like an accomplishment, doesn't it?
1: It does. It definitely does. Turn the corner. I like it.
0: Okay, so we're past Christmas. I'm in a bit of a post-Christmas funk.
1: H- how do you know that this funk is happening? What are the symptoms that you're experiencing? Well, the, uh, the Can the you Christmas- describe the funk?
0: The Christmas lights in the neighborhood are coming down. Yeah. There's no Christmas programming on the television. Yeah. We know it's behind us. There's no denying that. And uh, we're as far as we could possibly be from Christmas right now. Yeah. And it's just, usually in January, I, I stay in a bit of a funk. Yeah. But to combat that we're gonna have kind of a fun episode. Jack from the Total Christmas Podcast is not gonna be happy to hear this. Mm. This is gonna be an episode where I don't think we have any good music.
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, I was looking at our, our set list and I think that's a safe bet. You know, one, save maybe one or two tracks here. I think this is this is pretty much gonna be a train wreck.
0: Yeah, because we we run a real risk here of of making this just a gigantic negative episode. We have a very special guest today. We have Tony Dixon our Chief Compliance Officer. Welcome to the show, Tony.
2: Thanks, Kaz, for having me. And I'm telling you, I'm going to turn your minds on some of these songs. You got some good ones here this time.
0: Okay. I'm glad to hear that. They are fun. So if anybody's thinking of tuning out right now, give it a chance. But I don't think any of these are going to end up in our playlist. Jay, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I think this is as motley a crew of low-rent cash grab songs as you're going to find out there. But we have Tony to keep us within the guardrails of appropriate consideration, and we're going to take a thorough and thoughtful look at these tracks, and then we'll, you know, we'll let the evidence lead us to a determination. We'll let the data lead us to a fact-based and, and objective determination.
2: Let the music speak for itself.
1: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) The real reason that we're having
0: Tony on, Jay, is because I didn't want to read an email from him later about how negative we were. So we have him here in real time. This is kind of like if you're about to do something stupid, bring your lawyer
1: with you. Yes, this is, well, that's why you have a compliance officer and this is a strategic move on your part. Well, well played.
0: Tony, we're hoping today that you'll be able to remind us of the good parts of things or tell us when we're being a little too negative if that's the case does that sound like a, a plan to you
2: absolutely and i'll warn you guys ahead of time two of these songs were for charity so watch it
0: <laughs> i know of one of them so <laughs> i already feel a little bit bad <laughs> mm. yeah that does add an interesting wrinkle to this good to know uh jay before we get going we do have a little housekeeping here uh listener josh sent us a youtube link on forgotten christmas carol adaptations that was really good okay I'll put the link in the show notes. It was a nice 15-minute or so video, uh, really well done and fun to watch. Cool. And Ray from the Christmas Carols and Sacred Music Facebook page sent us an email. He said he was sad to hear we were running out of show ideas, so he sent us an amazing list of topic suggestions. Awesome! Probably about ten. Some really All great right. stuff in there. And fear not, Ray, I think we were just at a dark hour at the time, and the creative juice has hit us, and we have plenty of episodes in the can. So, uh, don't worry, but your suggestions will be used.
1: Yeah, I have, I've had a, uh, you know, a few, thank you, Ray, for that, and I've had a few ideas and inspirations over the last two weeks uh through this holiday season as you might imagine so definitely have some ideas there and just you know one other thing real quick going back to the uh the christmas carol adaptations uh, that was, you know, like that ended up being one of those things. I wasn't really sure, you know, I was looking forward to, to doing the show with Jack, which was a ton of fun, but I wasn't really sure about the subject matter, like how, how much could we wring from that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just amazed. That ended up being one of the things that I was really surprised by how interesting it ended up being and, and uh, how much I enjoyed that subject. Tony, did you get a chance to check out that episode with the uh, music from A Christmas Carol? I did. That was a good episode. He
2: all had me cracking up.
0: <laughs> well, that was mostly Jack. That's yeah, that all Jack's that. doing. I mean, he, he brought the level up for everybody. Right.
2: Speaking of Jack, I don't know if you guys remember the episode he did early in December where he was begging people to send him stories, yeah. even to the point where he would get his daughter to send you a Christmas card. Yep. I am the proud owner of one of Robin's Christmas cards.
0: I have one too. <laughs> I'm happy to report mine looks different. So he didn't just take one card and so he reproduce didn't it. Produce them. <laughs> yeah. Because so, that's what I would have done. <laughs>
1: box at way. CBS. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, Jack, for that. And uh, we didn't do any Christmas cards, Jay. No, we did, did we? We're not very good at this podcasting thing. No,
1: no, but we're just cutting our teeth and that's, you know, I do feel like you know, you talked about the um are we in season 2. I feel like is there a um I think we need like a season 1 retrospective like like lessons mm. learned. But like I'm thinking on combination of like what I have to suffer through at work, or and also like what they used to do in like you know network TV shows. You know how like ne- and I don't know if they still do this, but like network TV shows would usually do like halfway through like a 26 run season, like an episode recap of like here's what happened so far kind of thing. Yeah, a, a clip show. They a usually clip did show. That That's to, it. Thank you. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. They usually did it to save money and and have it as
1: filler. Yeah, yeah. The the neurons in my brain are being are clogged by all the peanut butter I've consumed over the last two weeks. Right now, but yes, yeah, so a clip show. So I think we need something of that clip show retrospective in between here as a buffer. Yeah, we'll we'll get right on that. Okay, we'll se- I'll send that down to the the men and women in R and D, and we'll see what <laughs> they taking... <laughs>
0: yeah, can. no biters on the R and D yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So enough talking. Let's get into the music. But before we start, let's have a message from today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Blowback, the first stereo system for snow blowers. Why settle for a boring, average snow thrower that sounds like this? When you could have something that sounds like this. You'll be guaranteed to get your neighbor's attention when you start this thing up at 6 a.m.
2: Pick up one today.
0: All right. So, are you guys ready to get into the songs? Yeah,
1: let's do it.
2: Yeah, re- real quick, though, can, can you drop an affiliate link for that blowback down, down in the comments? I, I need to get one of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds
0: good. <laughs> we'll get you one of the custom ones with the flames painted on the side. Yes. As I mentioned in the intro, today's music is sellout Christmas songs. Yes. And what I mean by that is these artists had a popular song. And they slightly changed some lyrics to make them into Christmas songs. I believe you had a few thoughts on this when we first talked about it a couple months ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is this falls into the blatant cash grab. You know, we didn't even really try. You know, we're a just phoning it in, or really just kind of milking, you know, a one hit wonder if uh, I think might be the case for a few of these folks as well. So that was my, my take on it. It's, you know, I think there's an entertaining, there's an entertainment value to it, to that end. But some of these, like, I think what we tried to plumb the depths here for are the least amount of redeeming value. <laughs> we might be, going back to where we started this show, we might be, this is like a, this is a, by design, we are headed in a bad direction. <laughs> yeah. A
0: couple of these today are lazy. Yeah.
1: yeah that's what I mean. Emily Thank in, you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tony, any thoughts on this subject matter?
2: As a matter of fact, it's funny that I'm on this episode. Because what prompted me to write was the Halloween episode that you guys did. Okay. Where I think that Jay was knocking on uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Yes. Yeah. For Monsters that's right. Holiday. Yeah. yeah. It's a totally different song than um the monster match yeah totally different yeah <laughs> yeah that that's very true that's what got me fired yeah. up
0: you might take that song in his example and say well you know that was way too close to his original song but that is leaps and bounds beyond what we have today absolutely
1: that is like <laughs> yeah. he at least there was like a, a new lyrics and story and like and a, and a structure to it like this is well i don't want to give it away but i think we're going to say right In Major League Baseball, there's what they have the Mendoza line. It's a batting average name for a person. It's like around 200, I think. And that's like basically, it's kind of a saying for like, if you're below the Mendoza line, that's like, you can't stay in a Major League roster if you're hitting below that line. These are, we're below the Mendoza line. Bobby Ray, what's his name? There? That Pickett. might have been the yeah. Mendoza
0: line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, some of these are pretty bad. They're, they are funny. It, it's, they're going to be fun to listen to, but I'll, I'll admit that I sprained a muscle in my face trying not to roll my eyes too hard going through them. And the genesis of this episode is going to be our first song today, and I'll, I'll tell you why after we listen to it. The first song is Taken Care of Christmas by Randy Bachman and Beverly Mahood. It's the Some paper and a pen And write your Christmas letter to St. Nick Send it to the North Pole To his workshop in the snow And he'll put his ass to working on it quick Tell Santa you've been good And done the things you should And you're waiting for his visit Christmas Eve If you're in bed by night You will give him lots of time To put
1: some special toys under your tree And he'll be taking care of Christmas
0: All right, that was Taken Care of Christmas by Randy Bachman and Beverly Mahood. Now, guys, I said this was the genesis of the episode. I've actually heard this one played on Sirius XM. They played it a lot on the Jolly Christmas Station. Every time I hear it, I got annoyed because it just feels like, come on, this is just taking care of business. And that's where I got this idea that they're not the only ones. And then we found some other songs. Tony, you're our guest today. What do you think of this?
2: I think this is going on my playlist. <laughs> I mean, I had never heard this song before.
0: All right. So I guess we're doing our job of
2: obscurity then. Absolutely. I mean, I know Bachman Turner Overdrive. I don't know the Beverly lady. I mean, the song's great, man. Get your head bobbing. You got your Christmas spirit, man. Santa's taking care of business. If I'm not mistaken, this was done for a charity. I didn't have time to finish the research on that.
0: I did not see that, but I'll take your, uh, your word on it
2: the reason I say that is that towards the end of the video, it showed them in like a soup kitchen or something. So I may be grasping at straws here. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs>
0: I thought it was going to the Randy Bachman. I need money charity. Um, I did Jay. What, what's your thought on this?
1: I, I mean, I like the song. I like taking care of business as a song, you know, the, obviously the, the predecessor will say to this track, um, But it is, you know, to Tony's point, like this is into the point you made, like I can see this playing totally mainstream and going in a playlist because it's familiar. I I don't want to hesitate to call it brain candy. But it's like comfortable clothing, you know, it's like, this is a song I like, like, if you put this on, like, like you said, head bopping, I think, Tony, like you put this on, like, no matter what I'm doing, like, if you had a room full of angry people, and there was no music, and you just put this song on, like, two or three minutes later, at least half of them would not be fighting anymore. And they would just probably be bopping their heads, you know, that's what this is good for. So... And maybe it
0: just got overplayed yeah. on, on the, the Jolly Christmas station that I was listening to. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few notes on this. This it's is from the 2004 album, Taken Care of Christmas, by Randy Bachman. Now, Bachman being one of the members of Bachman-Turner Overdrive, I believe there were two Bachmans. Randy was one of them. I don't remember the other one, and, and, uh, and Fred Turner was the other guy. Based on a limited amount of research— they didn't have the best band career. I I got the impression that Randy Bachman might have been a little hard to work with, and and I don't mean that in a uh, libelous or slanderous way. Just repeating what I read on on Wikipedia, it's based on the 1974 song "Taken Care of Business" by Bachman Turner Overdrive. And I thought we would play a clip of each of the corresponding songs today. If listeners haven't heard it, they'll be able to judge for themselves how close to the original is. So here's the clip. Get
2: annoyed, look at me, I'm I
0: love to work really, really close, if not the same exact song. Now, they did change some lyrics, which is better than what
1: we can say about some of the upcoming songs. B.T.O. was one of those, like, first bands i don't know for whatever reason that i heard like and on the oldies channel that kind of bridged me into classic rock <laughs> um so i always like these guys so it's definitely good brain candy
0: yeah one more note beverly Mahood is a country music singer songwriter and television host in canada yeah. uh, bachman turner overdrive is a canadian band a very famous canadian band oh huh, all right on tony any other thoughts on this song before we move along
2: yeah i let me do a little comparison here. I would say that when you go to a Christmas party and there's a table full of food and get down to the nitty gritty and there's only like a few cookies left and one of them's kinda of broken, that's yeah. this song. It still yeah. tastes good, but it's not like the best looking cookie, you know. It's
1: not the one you'd go for <laughs> first. Yeah. Right. I scope cookies out now that way in our house. Like I look around at what's on the counter and I'm like, that's what I'm going to be eating last. (laughs) I won't touch it now, but two (laughs) nights from now, that cookie's going to be looking good. (laughs) It's all
0: yours. And listeners, uh, the sound that you might hear in the background is Tony's parrot who agrees with him here. Nature sounds included today's episode for no extra cost. So you're welcome. That's our Christmas (laughs) gift to you, probably because I won't be able to edit them out. So, you know, there you go. It's a free podcast. What do you want? Yeah. All right. So that's enough of the appetizer for today. Tony, before we move along to the next song, yes, sir. do you think we were fair to it?
2: Yes, you, you were fair to Turner. He, okay. can, he can go about taking care of business without his feelings hurt.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Jay, we're uh, okay on compliance, so let's move along. Moving on. Next song today, this is Santa's Going to Kokomo by Mike Love.
1: Bermuda, do you wanna know where Santa and the missus really like to go when they've had it up to here with winter's ice and snow? You you can find find them every New Year's on on the beach at Kokomo. Aruba, Santa's gone and Kokomo. Bermuda's Bahamas, I swore I'd never tell where Santa and his helpers catch that winter swell. If you wonder why his nose Cheeks are rosy red. Santa Connuside Bird surfing on its light. Uh-huh. Santa's, Santa's gonna coco. The holidays come round every year. And the Macy's parade brings a whole lot of cheer.
0: Yeah. Alright, that was Santa's Going to Kokomo by Mike Love. And I
1: think I'm gonna need some ibuprofen, Jay. I feel a headache coming on. Thoughts? So this one is weird for me because this to me, I think like I, I, I feel like they changed this song enough to not I mean, it's obviously inspired by Kokomo, but I would say rather than being like a straight copy, like taking care of Christmas. Like there's enough of this that they change the edges where it's it's somewhere between inspired by and a direct copy of. So I don't know, you know, what that means, but I I thought that was interesting. Let me
0: play the original real quick before we go any further,
1: so listeners can compare.
0: All right, Jay, you and I have been friends for 30 years, and I love you as a brother, but I couldn't disagree with you more. Yeah. This is such a blatant ripoff to me.
1: Well, hear me out, though, because I think we're on the same page. We were talking, for our listeners, we were talking off air about, about this song, and I think it was Tony, um, I forget what you said, Tony, but something to the effect of how could they do this? Like, do they have the rights to do this? Like, right. And we're going to get into my this glow. song. And I'm wondering if there, there was some intentional smoothing of some of the edges to say we didn't have this hook we don't have that rhythm it's not uh, you know so right
2: because there was enough changes to it that you can tell it's supposed to be kokomo but at the same time it just kind of throws your ear off like, what the hell is that? yeah and
1: I, I don't mean to take us down a jingle jank forensic files rabbit hole but, <laughs> but like it just seems like that like that I, is what i find most interesting about this song is like did they intentionally do that <laughs> Right. It is
0: interesting, and I will give you guys credit, that they did change the lyrics enough to make it a new song. And I keep saying, not like the ones that are coming up, and it'll become apparent soon. These are actually some of the better sellout songs that we've heard. A couple notes on this one. This is an adaptation of the 1988 song Kokomo by the Beach Boys, and we just heard the clip a minute ago. Now, Jay, the last time I remember seeing the Beach Boys sing Kokomo on TV was a Full House Hawaii episode. Wow. And even as a 12-year-old, I was like, well, this is just a sellout. Yeah, yeah. You know, the writers came up with an excuse for them to sing the song Kokomo. Yeah. Which was the Beach Boys' biggest song ever. yeah. Now, I love the Beach Boys. My dad, uh, you know, played it on Uber repeat in the car growing up. We used to drive from Connecticut to Cape Cod. The entire way would be the Beach (laughs) Boys. Repeat, yeah. (laughs) Three hours of driving and that's all we would hear. I love the early stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm even going to call myself a true Beach Boys fan. I don't like Kokomo. Yeah. It's kind of like when, you know, Offspring started selling out and, and making pop music. This is from the 2009 charity album, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, More Hope for the Holidays. Now, Tony, uh, I'm glad you're here, because how do I, in good faith, rip on a song and also acknowledge it was done to help people?
2: Yeah, that puts us in a tough spot, because I really couldn't stand this song either, but I don't want to bash it too much, because like you said, it's for juvenile diabetes, so let's say their heart was in the right place maybe?
0: I think so. Now, Mike Love co-wrote the two Beach Boys Christmas songs, Little Saint Nick and Merry Christmas Baby. He also co-wrote Kokomo. As I mentioned, that was their most popular hit. So I think he has the credibility to publish this song. Absolutely. And like you said, his heart is in the right place. He is doing something to help people. I am glad for that. Yes. I'm not glad that this was the result of it. No. I would have loved a brand new Beach Boys song, but for whatever reason, that wasn't what we got. Right. I don't know how to settle this in my mind and and be okay with not liking the song at all and finding it really annoying that they did this, but the ends justify the means, I suppose.
2: I suppose so, yeah.
0: All right, Jay. <laughs> anything else on uh, on Santa's going to Kokomo before we leave Kokomo?
1: Yeah, I am, I'm I'm kind of neutral on this one. I mean, I like the Beach Boys a lot, and the song is it, it's got a you know enough of a change on it. I think it definitely bullseyes our theme this week, but uh, I think we can move on.
0: All right, next song today. This is eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny, the Christmas version by Tommy Two Tone. <laughs> All right, that was eight six seven five three zero nine. Jenny, the Christmas version by Tommy Two Tone. Tony, why don't you tell us what you thought of this?
2: Oh, this one was difficult for somebody who was a one-hit, maybe a two-hit wonder back in the eighties to take that one hit and try twist it into a Christmas song. Oh, kind of rough, but kind of like the um, Bachman Turner Overdrive song earlier. It's familiar. It'll get you where you need to go to the next song. It's a good, you know, gap fill.
1: I don't know how I feel about it. Jay, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, this is as cash grabby as it can get. I mean, I think uh, Tommy Two Tone, you know, we could talk about the depth of the catalog there overall, but I think this was kind of going to the well for a sure thing. <laughs> um, and, you know, similar to the BTO, like it, like, you know, it has like that kind of like brain candy aspect to it. But this song, there's like, this is not a very, cheery kind of song it's like it doesn't have it like this doesn't this is square peg round hole for christmas you know most songs you can change and they feel good and like taking care of christmas sounds good this you know i don't know all right tony on the pro side of this song mm-hmm.
0: adequate change of lyrics yes i'll so check that box lots of jingle bells and i i don't remember the name of the book that i got on audible a couple years ago but it was all about how to write a christmas hit and mm-hmm. i believe in there they had a quote from phil specter that you've got to have Jingle Bells in a song to make it a Christmas song. That box is completely checked in this one. In fact, I think it's a little overdone on the Jingle Bells. I agree. This is from the 2013 album Fifty Shades of Christmas, which in itself is a different sellout cash grab
2: oh yeah i looked that album up i had to and wow yeah <laughs> not, not
0: affiliated with the book 50 shades of gray correct <laughs> of course this is based on the original 1981 single 8675309 jenny by tommy Tutone. here's a clip <laughs>
1: Hey, Jay? Well, we should be clear that Tommy Two Tone is not unlike Hootie and the Blowfish, or Pink Floyd, for that matter. Is not a dude; <laughs> it's the band. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah, so definitely check them out. I was trying to take a look to see what else they had in their catalog, and uh, not a whole lot that that we could talk about that in terms of you know big songs besides Jenny. I do have a piece of trivia for
0: you guys. And I found this during the research. I didn't find a whole lot about why they wrote this song, or uh, let's let's be fair, why they adapted their <laughs> song to make it a Christmas song. I couldn't I couldn't find any reason why. But I did find that uh, contrary to popular rumor, Jenny was not a real person, and yeah. neither is the phone number.
2: Well,
1: say it ain't so.
0: It's just something the songwriter came up with out of the blue while sitting in his
1: backyard. Hmm.
0: I thought that was pretty neat.
1: Yeah. You think so many people like legions, you know, millions and millions of people, like are, they, there's so much depth <laughs> that goes into some of these things. And I wrote this song in 10 right. minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a woman named Jenny in a boat show right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There saying, yeah, I right, am exactly. the genesis of that song. <laughs> well, you, you're not, Jenny. So anything else you guys want to say about Tommy Two-Tone or uh, Santa, I've Got Your Number, which I believe is the – the subtitle for this song,
1: yeah. yeah, no, I think I think we did it I think we did it justice, yeah Tony, what do you think?
2: Leave well enough alone,
1: yeah, <laughs> okay, the next song today, this is the
0: only song in our playlist that the adaptation was not done by the original artist, but it made me laugh and it made me roll my eyes, so I did want to include it. This is. Baby Shark Christmas by the Learning Station.
1: Ride your slate, Ride your slate, Baby Shark, it, do. Baby Shark, do Candy cane Shark, Andy Kane shark it Snowman Shark Snowman shark it, Jingle bell, shark doo Jingle bell, shark it, do jack Frost, shark doo Jack Frost shark it, Gingerbread shark doo-doo-doo.
0: Gingerbread shark. That was Baby Shark Christmas by The Learning Station. I have mixed feelings about this, but Jay, why don't you start us off?
1: Well, you know, I, uh, I'm i going to say something. Uh, cry out to Tony because I think we were talking off air. And, and both of us have kids who, uh, from in my case, my kids are are 14 and or 13 and 15 or something like that. <laughs> and uh, somewhere in that range. And uh, so, like, they thought this was funny but they were not like obsessive about it we were a little too old for this i think tony you said the same thing right they missed the baby shark thing fortunately
0: my daughter's eight now so you guys didn't live through this the way (laughs) i did go ahead tony
2: (laughs) yeah i've got in my notes that i was going to tell you guys not to make fun of it because it's a kid's song but i'm sorry we have got to make fun of this song
0: this has got to be one of the laziest ones in the playlist today right yeah i
2: mean (sighs) Like Jay said, or was it you, that they probably wrote it in the back seat of a car on the way yeah. to Taco Bell. I mean, it was just, just nothing but cash grab.
0: I'm not privy to the, um, the legal documentation that would be required, but I'm assuming they had to get the rights to do this, right? And that couldn't have been cheap.
2: I'm not for sure about that, because as a musician, you can cover anybody's song without having to ask them.
0: Don't you have to pay a royalty, though? I don't really know how that works, to be honest. It, uh, the Baby Shark Company would have a would have a legitimate gripe then if they didn't get uh, permission to do this. Well, I do have some notes here. This particular song, Baby Shark Christmas, is from the 2020 album Number One Best Kids Songs exclamation point by the Learning Station. Super terrific kids songs. <laughs> yeah. um, the original is a children's song featuring a family of sharks. Popular as a campfire song, it has taken off since 2016 when Pink Fong... A South Korean education company turned it into a video that spread virally through social media, online video, and radio. Here's a fact that might blow your mind, guys. Pink Fong's version has become the most viewed video on YouTube of all time in November
1: 2020 with 7.4 billion views. Yeah, Pink Fong seems like an odd choice for a children's name, anything, but <laughs> it could be a cultural thing there. I don't know. Yeah, there might be something lost in translation.
0: Yeah, um, and as as if the the uh, this remake wasn't bad enough, I, I do have a clip of the original. Trigger warning to anybody who uh, you know gets this stuck in their head and and gets really annoyed by it. Here's the original. Okay, so we were saying while it was playing that that version is far superior.
1: Yeah, it's you know it's at least it's catchy, obviously, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's not nearly as lazy as like a gingerbread uh-huh. shark dude,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? And a couple yeah. more toy yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Turning the page yeah, next to the microphone, like nah, 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 right. there's another shark. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Google more sharks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm convinced it was written as a mad lib, yes. you know, you not know,
1: uh, a fish noun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, the like, what is it, like the the songs that like AI. They have like AI writing stories and yeah. stuff like that now, yeah, Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was written by a robot. All right, let's let's leave uh, Baby Shark in the past. Yes. Let's, let's vow Jay to never play Baby Shark or any derivative <laughs> work again on this show. How do you feel about that? Second yeah. All right. Let's put that in the rearview mirror and move on to Macarena Christmas by Los Del Rio. Alegría Macarena, eh Macarena. Ay. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría Macarena, que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría Macarena, eh Macarena. That was the regrettable Macarena Christmas by Los Del Rio. Tony, why don't you go first on this one?
2: Okay. I'm going to lose my credit as the chief compliance officer, complaint officer, because that was terrible. That's got to be the laziest, no count money grab ever.
0: And I think you're right on that. We were talking off air while it was playing that they didn't even change the Macarena song. All they did was throw in an extra verse about Jingle Bells and possibly maybe a bell donging over it. I didn't even bring a clip of the original Macarena song because that it's basically insane. is the yeah. original. Like even the uh, video
2: is just the two guys standing there singing the yeah. song. It's like, come on now. Yeah,
1: this song makes <laughs> me furious. Jay, what do you think? So I have to tell the story very quickly because it it I can't. Listen to this song or react to it without people understanding the lens through which that reaction is coming, right? So, I worked at a restaurant in the mid 90s, the Snake. You might remember the oh, I do remember the Snake in Connecticut, yeah. And uh, I was a a server, but the kitchen staff had this version of the Macarena, they like a Macarena CD that had like 30 versions of the song, (laughs) different remixes, like. And it would play, you know. I mean, I listened, so I listened to that CD and that set of remixes. And I was, this was during the time when this first song came out, and it was just like, so that's just like seared in my head and so hearing yet another version of the Macarena now Christmas was like I was like I I had kind of a good bad PTSD thing with this I'm not sure you know Uh, let,
0: let me write down a note by Jay the Macarena covers CD yeah I can
1: just like I like and it's like for anybody who's worked in a restaurant will remember this like I can I can remember like like standing over a grill, like getting my own food because we were too busy and like plating my own food, like, and and like listening to this song play and like bebopping around. So it's like, like I hated it at the time, but now I love it. So that's, that's the, you know. (laughs) Um, uh, Listeners, hold on for a second. I need to sidebar with
0: Tony. Tony, I think this is absolutely dreadful. Is it okay to say that? Please. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, (laughs) it is.
2: You can even go farther than dreadful. Probably the
0: uh, the wall of shame. Uh, if yeah. we had one, this would be absolutely. Honest.
1: Yeah, I, there's some intrinsic value, if that's the right word for me. But I think beyond that, as a Christmas song, this fails on every level. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. well,
0: well, we were saying while it was playing there, I don't think I've heard this song in over 20 years. It hasn't been long enough. I'm, no, I'm, nope I'm, <laughs> The the annoyance uh, came right back up to the surface. Right. Yeah, I can agree uh, with that. Some notes on this: this is from the 1996 single "Macarena Christmas." It's based on the 1993 song Macarena. So, Jay, you and I were juniors in high school. I remember the Macarena craze and the whole dance that I was not able to do that went along with it.
1: Yeah. This was, and it was, if it came out in 93, like around the mid 90s was when it was like critical mass. You know, yeah. that, that's when it, you heard this everywhere, which is as evidenced by them probably putting the CD out that time. Um, this was the
0: Gengham style of the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah you know it, it had the the dance to go with it
1: yeah i don't know the macarena seemed like gangnam style was even ma- maybe shorter flash in the pan i feel like the macarena mm. hung around for a lot longer it had a, a lot more staying power we didn't have youtube or spotify or <laughs> anything back then we That's didn't true. You know, our so, options were more right, limited yeah, yeah we, we didn't move along we didn't move on as quickly <laughs> yeah. um,
0: a, a few more notes macarena is a spanish dance song by los del rio about a woman of the same name i didn't know that yeah It appeared on the 1993 album Ami Me Gusta, which was an international hit and dance craze through the second half of the 1990s, according to their own website. Here's a good one. The song got the group ranked the number one greatest one-hit wonder of all time by VH1 in 2002. I believe it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And music and media wrote about the song, quote, just when you thought this was just a version of their worldwide smash with a couple of jingle bells added, this seasonal single erupts into a cheerful medley of "Joy to the World," "Jingle Bells," and "Silent Night," for all those who are looking for an uncomplicated
1: Christmas. End quote. I'm glad that you now know the song is about a person because I feel like was that a big like reveal for you? You're like, yeah, oh, well, oh, I, I, know, I never, I never really paid attention to it. it <laughs> yeah, I never had to. <laughs> I never needed to question oh, right. the Macarena. I just took it for what it was. Like, this was a song that just
0: passed me by. This is not something I had any kind of personal investment mm-hmm. in. You know, in yeah. 1993, you and I were listening to Led Zeppelin and Kiss. Yes. And Van There's Halen. A harder edge than this. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, yeah. Knew, I, I knew of the Macarena. Megadeth, but... Metallica, Motley
1: <laughs> Crue, and Color Me Bad. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tony, do you have any personal history with the Macarena?
2: Unfortunately, I mean... I mean, unfortunately, (laughs) um, like when it first came out, I'm like you guys, I was in high school, you know, I was listening to grunge and metal and all that, and then met my first wife and fell into the whole popular culture thing, and I heard the song so many times, it was even played at our wedding, so it's just, oh no.
0: Yep. Um I don't use the word dreadful very often, but I will for this one. This was this yeah, was this and definitely. I keep and I keep changing my tune. Oh the last one was the worst one. No, this one's the worst one. I think I think we actually have hit rock bottom and we're coming up from here. Yeah.
1: Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The next song is a good way to end after this. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, good. Let's put a coat of frosting on this episode here by playing the last song, I Want You for Christmas by Cheap Trick. we we'll was I want you for christmas by cheap trick and I I'm going to speak for all you other co-hosts today that I think this was a nice upbeat way to to round off the episode what do you think jay
1: I, I do, too. I, I think, you yeah, know, I, I like the song and it's, you know, I'll, I'll reveal my bias. My son, Wyatt, loves this song and ha- always has when he was a little kid. Specifically the Christmas version or the original? The Christmas version, because it, it has okay. like, you know, and I think both the Christmas version and the original version have like that kind of uh, chorus, like where you sing back and forth with the, you know, that thing that he's always liked. So this, I, I love the song. Great. You know, definitely a cash grab, <laughs> but it's cheap trick, you know? <laughs> Cheap is the operative word here. <laughs>
2: Tony, what do you think? I've always loved the original song. Um, and then I'm, this is the only song on today's list that I was actually familiar with. I've heard it, it probably it's on that, uh, the 25th anniversary album. I've been listening to it ever since. It's one of those that kind of like we said earlier with the Bachman Turn and Overdrive, it's familiar enough, but yet it's still Christmassy to get you going.
0: Yeah, I should play the original clip here in case people haven't heard it. This is the original I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick. I don't know what it was about that song. I remembered it with overdriven guitars and some other version, but that was the original 1977 version. So I was kind of let down when I went back to find the clip <laughs> of the original. What'd you guys think?
1: Yeah, I've always thought it was kind of anthony and I, I like the song a lot. And I think it was, they, they did, I was looking back, they did a cover of Don't Be Cruel, of this is kind of weird now. I'm trying to remember, I don't know why, but I liked it. And I'm not a big Elvis fan or whatever, but it made me kind of like dig into the rest of Cheat Trick going way back into their catalog. But so this, so I'm, I'm biased, but I've always, I've always liked the song. I
2: think the problem we're having, Scott, is a lot of times on the classic radio channels, they would play the live version. Yeah, which was more upbeat and louder and such. Okay, well,
0: clearly a better version in my opinion. I'm going to paint you guys a little bit of a word picture here. I want you to to imagine it is 1984, and a, a very young me and my family have driven to New York State up to Syracuse to visit family friends, and we do this every year, and we go to the New York State Fair. All right. And that year, Cheap Trick was playing at the New York State Fair. Now, that's 1984, so I was eight years old and even at eight years old i thought well that's got to be pretty lame to be a popular group and now you're playing at the state fair so like i i knew they had peaked uh, when i was eight years old and i don't think that ever recovered in my memory from that
1: yeah i think these guys like you know kansas and you know some other you know sticks and some other bands that probably do a lot of state fair touring got a better bump in the late 80s 90s when some of them you know came back
0: yeah A couple notes on this song, guys. This is from the 2012 album, A Very Special Christmas, the 25th Anniversary Edition. And, Tony, I think you mentioned that you have that album.
2: Well, I can't say specifically I had that one, but I know that's what the song was from. Yeah. That's how I became familiar with it.
0: Okay. Or you've listened to the album, at least. Yeah.
2: Thanks to Spotify.
0: Something else I learned, guys, when I went back to find the original clip from this, the official Cheap Trick YouTube channel, only has 152,000 subscribers.
2: Or poor cheap trick.
0: Yeah. So it's not exactly that nine-year-old that my daughter watches that just made $30 million on YouTube last year.
1: Yeah. I think their YouTube following is probably not a good metric of their actual Whoa. following. That's not where you fish for cheap trick fans, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you go to state fairs. That's where you find them. I was trying to figure out how do I say this without without writing a follow of anybody, but yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. You know, I can throw all the shade I want, but I'm sure cheap trick is making more money than I am. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. So you know they're <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank on that one when I get up for work at nine o'clock on Monday morning. So so that that does our playlist today, guys. That was that was six sellout tracks. We've we've come to the point here where we each pick our favorites and Tony being our guest today Why don't you tell us what was your standout? It does not have to be your personal favorite. It could just be the one that you thought was the biggest sellout or whatever criterion you like to use. Uh,
2: Definitely the standout, which was not my favorite, was Macarena. Okay. That was just the absolute god-awful worst.
1: Jay, how about you? I'm gonna go with Santa's going to Kokomo because I just I have I I got I'm partial to the Beach Boys and I'm now I'm I'm curious I will probably spend some time you know figuring out more about how this song came to be as a result of this episode so I'm gonna go with that one.
0: I think I'm going to pick Taken Care of Christmas by Randy Bachman and Beverly Mahood and I I picked that one for the reason that I started as the most angry at that song but as I've evaluated the other five songs today. I think I'm more okay with taking care of Christmas than I was.
2: See, it's what I was saying earlier. It's that cookie that's got the corner broken off, but you still want it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now that everything else has been (laughs) eaten. That's foresight right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) just brush the hair and the Band-Aids off it. We'll eat that thing. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: Ten at two. That's
2: what. That.
0: <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun, and and Tony, it's been great to have you on today. I'm glad you were here to yeah. keep us in check. And uh, you know, if anybody has complaints about the way we handled songs, we can say that we were covered today. That's we right,
2: yes. You got my stamp of approval. Certified. Yeah,
0: we we brought the right people in today. <laughs> Anything you want to plug today? Your your own podcast? How can people find you?
2: well my own podcast is kind of in the back burner for now but um if anybody wants to check out my art i can be found on instagram at tony dixon underscore art all
0: right well we cool what's your art style
2: uh mostly pen and ink and i kind of do more darker skulls and weird stuff
0: that's awesome great we will definitely put a link in the show notes to tony dixon's art It's been awesome to have you today. Yeah, I appreciate
2: you guys having me on.
0: Yeah, it's been great, man. Will you come back
2: sometime in the future
0: for us? Oh, most
2: definitely. You just let me know. Okay.
0: We'll let you pick the theme next time. You were suckered into this one. You didn't have a choice.
2: (laughs) said it was fitting for what got me started talking to you guys.
0: It was really great and generous of you to give us your time today. Uh, Jay, I don't know what's what's coming next, but we're going to follow our normal cadence of... uh, of uh, episode production.
1: Okay, right on. We'll, we'll, I can't wait, man. We got some good ideas in the pot from Ray too, right? Yeah, we're gonna do some fun ones. And if you're if you're still with us right now,
0: and it's after Christmas, you are the true fan. You're not somebody who's just bandwagon. And if you are bandwagon, that's fine. I understand. Not everybody wants to hear Christmas music all all year long. If you're if you only joined us November and December, well, we'll see you next year, and and you're welcome back anytime. But. If you're here right now and it's January and you're listening, you're the best. Hardcore. Uh, Anything anything else you guys want to say to close out the episode? No. Happy New Year, everybody. Stay safe. Yeah, Happy New Year. If you want to find us, uh, you can go to JingleJank.com, get the links to all our social medias and our Gmail address, get in touch with us. I mean, Tony's living proof. If you get in touch with us, you might end up on the show. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we will see you in a couple weeks. All music used in this episode is property of its respective copyright owner, and no infringement is intended. These clips were played under the expectation of fair use for purposes of education or commentary. You can find links to all the songs we played in the show notes. Please don't sue us. We don't make any money from this. The worst episode ever.